Please listen carefully. And now, live from an airport commandeered by cosplayers, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast. Featuring two cartoon characters with overly animated mouths, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. We are in Anime Dallas 2022. Let's hear it. Woo! All right. This is our Adventures in Podcasting panel. Oh, one of my favorites. It, it, it was Mikey's one of Mikey's favorites. So we have to apologize next door. There are sumo wrestlers fighting for real. And you might hear cheering. And it's for them. But it's nothing to apologize for. Yeah. We're in Anime Dallas. There's yeah. sumo wrestling. There's great cosplay. Right. And if, if you guys want us to take off our shirts and fight, we will. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there's, there's one there. I did bring my sumo diaper. Wait, no. You did? Is it called a diaper? I don't know if it's called a diaper. Okay. It's, I bet you it has a name. It probably does. It does. I have to be nerdy enough to look that up. It'll be consonant vowel, consonant vowel, consonant vowel, whatever the <laughs> name is. I know that much of Japanese, but that's about <laughs> it. But it's not diaper. There you go. Yeah. So, Mikey, we're a podcast. We are a podcast. How long have we been a podcast? I looked it up this morning. What's your guess? How long do you think we've been podcasting for? A million years. Close. No. Not quite a million years. No. It's about four years, though. We started way back in July of 2018. Oh, July of 2018. Yes. Seems like forever ago. It really does. It does. And we, we made it. Yeah. Our current. What's our current episode count? <laughs> I know that one. 200 and 229. 229. 229 episodes out there on Spotify, Audible, all these kind of places. If you scan the QR codes that we have here, and then we have one up out front... That's going to take you straight to a link where you can like literally listen to our latest episode right now. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And this is our third year at Anime Dallas. Yeah, this is our third year here at Anime Dallas, doing panels, having some fun, eating their food. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting a lot of people, spreading the word. Yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. So why do we do this, Mikey? Why do we start a podcast? How do we get started? Oh, we're going with the origin story, huh? Yeah, the origin story. Go way back when. Let me go into the recesses of my wrinkled old brain. I was bit by a radioactive iPod. <laughs> <laughs> I was bit by a microphone. and <laughs> No, uh, we realized that like most nerds and friends that are hanging out that have nerdy passions together... We always have the debate. We always have the conversation like Batman is cooler than Superman or Nintendo's cooler than Xbox or the thing I like is better than the thing you like. Or we sit around and say, hey, we both like this thing. Let's tell other people how awesome it is. Mm -hmm. And we had those conversations on every day of the week. Yeah. At least three times a week. A lot. Killing time at work, hanging outside, outside of work. Yeah. And we realized, hey. This sounds like a podcast. We could turn this into a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we were trying to think of, well, what would our angle be? We're just going to talk about this stuff. And then we kind of realized that a lot of the shows out there at the time, the nerd culture at the time was kind of toxic sometimes. There's a lot of YouTube stuff like, why this stinks? Why this is bad? And we thought, what if we did why this is good? That's it. So we were focusing on positivity and uh, that's worked pretty well for us. I it, love it. Ish. I ish. love it. People yeah. kind of like the why this stinks, but we're not doing it. Sorry. Because that's the easy way out. You can get on the internet and see somebody's bad opinion about something. 
like, anime, anime is just cartoons. Why do people still like cartoons? And they're missing the point entirely. There's so many facets to anime. There's so many different types of stories mm -hmm. and characters that there's really an anime out there for somebody. Why, why not celebrate it instead of being like, nah, don't like it. Mm -hmm. Cartoons, boo. <laughs> yeah, so we decided, hey, let's look into doing this. And in 2018, I don't know, there's only like a million other podcasts. Oh, it's easy to start a podcast, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it is actually, it is pretty simple. You can start it for free, and it really doesn't start costing you until you start getting successful. That's true. And then it starts costing you. But you can start it for free and put it out there. There's so many providers that will put an RSS feed out there for you, and we use Podomatic, and that lets us put it everywhere. We're on Spotify and Apple and Google and Deezer. You ever heard of Deezer? <laughs> I um, have only because I'm a nerd. Yeah. Uh, we're We'd on have it. to take a poll there. On everything. So, yeah, Podomatic's a good one. Thank you, Podomatic, for helping us out. <laughs> that is the, sure. one of the necessary keys. You have to have somebody to get mm -hmm. it out there because you can't just, like, go post a podcast on Facebook, you know. I mean, you can post your life story on Facebook, but to get podcasts into the ears of other mm -hmm. people, you do have to find a service or sort of somebody to help you. Yeah. And then we uh, decided we needed to promote it. And we have the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter, and all that stuff. But anyone can just throw that stuff up there. And I'll tell you right now, unless you're a really good-looking cosplayer, sometimes you don't get a lot <laughs> of traction <laughs> on some of those things. So we decided to get out amongst the people, which is why we do stuff like this. And the first thing we ever went to was Akon. Yep. And that was Akon 2019? About then, yep. And that was, that was kind of crazy because we literally had no idea what we were doing. We didn't have these cool shirts. We didn't have <laughs> this cool promo. We pretty much crashed the place. We managed to have them give us press passes. And that was only because the lady who ran the press listened to our show and thought we sounded good. So that was great. And then we were there, and we are supposed to go through them to contact guests, and it was hard. So our producer friend, Scott, just decided to like talk to the guests on his own, even though he wasn't supposed to. But because he did, we got Evil Ted on our show. And then Evil Ted, if you don't know, is a huge maker. He is an actual prop guy from Hollywood uh, who's worked on Titanic and Fifth Element. One of my favorites, yeah. He did prop work and yeah. car work for the Fifth Element. It was yeah. awesome. And uh, he has a YouTube channel where he like kind of he's kind of the maker world cosplayers and stuff like that. And uh, we were like nobodies. And we have Evil Ted on, and he was awesome, and he liked us, so he started promoting us, and there you go, Bob's your uncle. We're off and running, right? <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And it was so fun because we had taken this thing that we were doing in my apartment in our, our producer's, not Scott's, garage just for fun, and then we decided to make something of it. Like, hey, let's take this out to the public, and it was really just making it happen by our own effort and will. There was no, like, somebody to go to being like, hey, will you show us how to do this? It was, let's figure this out as we go. Mm -hmm. And it's just been leveling up, like, in, in steps from mm -hmm. there. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been fun. Then we, uh, right after Acon, we did Anime Dallas, the Anime Dallas. We did FenCon. Yep. And it's been little steps. You know, you start getting panels and figuring out what you're going to do. And then you start getting tables. And then we got hired to host a convention called uh, Fandom Legacy. And here's where our sob story starts, right? <laughs> well, we got. I want to give a shout out to Zach and Mary, yeah. the, the people that ran. Just like we were doing, we were a baby podcast, just trying to make things happen. Uh, our friends Zach and Mary uh, looked them up, Fandom Legacy Con and Order sixty six. 
uh, they were trying to just set up a convention all on their own and put together, and it was a huge turnout for a first-year convention. Yeah, they needed some hosts for their convention, and we ran into them at an Anime Dallas and made friends with them, and they're like, you want to host our convention? And we're like, awesome. So we did it, and it was a lot of fun. And that was a week before lockdown. Remember that? Remember that lockdown thing that happened? <laughs> yeah, and so our... <laughs> you mean our, that blank space in time? Yeah. That, Everybody kind of remembers and forgets. It's just like, oh, that right. happened. So that was not great for guys who are getting their foot in the convention scene. So we were kind of on pause for a couple of years there. But we were still doing the podcast. Yes. We just kept doing it. We did it over Zoom together. No, it was on FaceTime Yep. for a while. We are doing it remotely together. Mikey sounded great because he had all the equipment, and I was talking through an iPhone. So It was on purpose. I just like making myself sound a little bit yeah. better. We, we made it work. We made it work. But now stuff's getting, like, look at, there's all those people in there. There's sweaty guys fighting each other. And they're fighting each other in Mawashis. Oh, you looked it up? I looked it up. Mawashi? M-A-W-A-S-H-I. Mawashi. Is that consonant vowel, consonant vowel, consonant vowel? Pretty much. Uh, As a standard Japanese I would, language. I would like a point for that one. <laughs> We actually, we actually are going to be, if you guys follow Japanese YouTube, we got interviewed to be on Japanese YouTube. Yeah, Ryu Japan. That was a fun yeah, time. Ryu Japan. He came by and interviewed us, and apparently we're going to be on Japanese YouTube with subtitles. And he, because he asked us, it made me think of that, because he asked, he was like, what does Japanese sound like to you? Which is, <laughs> was such a loaded question. Like, what does it sound, what does Japanese sound like to me? I don't know how you answer that. Yeah. You, could be, uh, you like, did answer that, though. What'd you say? It, it's rhythmic. It has syncopation. You, you said it's syncopated. And I said, I know it's consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel. And he was impressed, and I was happy. <laughs> I didn't want to be somebody that was like, it sounds like sounds. <laughs> uh, I, I listen to it, and I hear it. It sounds like words that I can't understand <laughs> at all. Except when I watch an anime, then I can read it. <laughs> and kind of understand it. Yeah, <laughs> someone just the, won. There goes the sumo again. Yeah. I love hearing the thumps, though. That was great. So what's been a highlight for you? What's been an obstacle that we've overcome or something that we did that said, hey, this is kind of working? Well, the highlight for me was the first convention that ever gave us press passes. That was FenCon. There you go. Which is a little tiny baby writer's convention. And then we were able to interview. They had a singer-songwriter there, Marion Call, who does geeky songs. And we were able to interview her. And she was all for it and we did this interview we never interviewed anyone before ever i'm not a journalist i'm a graphic designer he's not a journalist he's nope. a graphic designer <laughs> and we just it, it, we did it and it flowed great and she was awesome and everything worked and after she walked away from the interview we looked at each other and we're like that went pretty good <laughs> for being for flying completely by the yeah. seat of our pants it's like i think we can do this and then it turns out, oh, yeah, interviewing people is just having a conversation with it them is. and getting to know them. And I, we love doing that already. So That's our biggest tip if anyone wants to start a podcast and you are going to interview people. It's a lot easier if you just have a conversation with them than really like pre-existing questions and stuff. We found, too, we've interviewed tons of voice actors, and they're so used to just being asked about the characters that they do. And we don't ever do that. We ask them about where they started. We ask them about how they fell in love with doing this kind of work, things like that. Uh, our favorite question is to ask people where the nerd seed was planted that led them in the direction that they're in. And 
they seem to like it. It's a good question. You have a good conversation that way. It is a sort of a, a question that most people don't get, but yeah. you can dive real deep depending because like the people we talk to, there is that nerdiness to it. Like we talk about the things we like and that can get real nerdy and deep, but yeah. everybody has a little bit of that seed. Yeah, it was a real interesting conversations we've had with some of these guys. And we don't even, some of them are surprised we don't make them do the voices. They're like, you're not going to make us, no, it's, we just want to talk to you as a person. Well, that's it. And that's one of the things like, that we keep telling each other and we tell people when they ask, because we talked to Marion Call, that was awesome. We talked to Evil Ted, that was great. We talked to people that are here, like John Gremion and Tom McKee. And it's network or not work. That was something that my dad always taught me, and it applies to the podcast that we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, half the fun is doing the work, and then half the fun is just getting to meet people and see them again and hang out with them, and then eventually have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, Mikey. Go for it. What's the craziest thing that ever happened with us doing this? Like the con stuff and things. Because I know nothing really crazy happens when we record. <laughs> Well, Fandom Legacy, we actually played, instead of just being there for being a podcaster, mm -hmm. we got to be hosts and sort of do the Master of Ceremonies work yeah. for it. And that was another thing. It's like, can we do it? I don't know. Let's give it a shot. And it went, it was smashing. It was awesome. It was a huge success. Yeah, we had to host the cosplay contest. And so they handed us these handwritten things that the people wrote describing their characters. And people don't have good penmanship. <laughs> so there was a lot of like, um... <laughs> we think this We're, says there's really Milwaukee. funny there's really funny pictures it's me and Mikey in the corner while like Misty Mystic's Panda she's down uh, stairs here uh, she was like the master of ceremonies for the cosplay and we'd be in the corner mm -hmm. she'd be like oh hair you know and we'd be in the corner going like what does this say what does it say it says okay 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 you're, okay <laughs> let's go let's go okay next up is cross your fingers I hope we said it right but that was a lot of fun yeah cosplay contests are a trip and this whole thing is a trip, because for starting out with just two dudes on a microphone, we're now at conventions. We're now doing Masters of Ceremonies. We're doing interviews with people that we didn't think we'd be able to interview. But mm -hmm. also, we're starting a band, and there's so many yeah. offshoots to our podcast that it's just opening up facets of things we can do. Yeah, we have the Assuming Positions Backyard Band, and usually we play, but because of Thanksgiving weekend, we don't have our drummer or our ukulele player slash singer. But... We're known for that. We had people coming by our booth going, when's your band playing? So, But I'll get the harmonica out, he'll get the guitar out, and we'll play at our booth just for funsies. <laughs> so you might hear us doing that. Because, you know, you get kind of bored just sitting there waiting for people to come by and ask you, what is Assuming Positions? That probably is one of the questions we get the most. Yeah. How did we come up with that? Assuming Positions? Yeah. How did we come up with that? I know we had a brainstorming session. I think we had a few lunches about it. We had a brainstorm. I know we had a brainstorming session. I also know we were Googling names to see if names were taken already. And there's a lot of names taken. But no one had assuming positions, funnily enough. And it sounds kind of scandalous, but we are a PG-13 podcast? Family friendly. We're very family friendly. We have hot takes, but we have uh, yeah. polite hot takes. Yeah, we do, don't have an E next to our podcast. <laughs> which you'll get if you use naughty words. I just want to start making beeping sounds like beep, we're, we're swearing beep, beep, at, at Anime Dallas. Just kidding. We're being nice. We've had a beep before. Who do we have to beep? Didn't we have to beep someone once? Uh, was it the, the aviary bird guy? Oh, it was the bird guy. He was awesome. He had like hawks and owls. I would never imagine having a conversation with somebody like that. and It, it was fascinating. That was at Anime Dallas last year, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you guys were in Anime Dallas last year, but there was a guy who had like birds of prey and stuff. And 
we're like, you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, sure. <laughs> it was the craziest. He like told us, I learned so much stuff from that guy. It was crazy. But he was an interesting dude. And yeah, he, he dropped some bombs we had to beep out. That was kind of funny. He had interesting things to say. But do you have a question? If anyone has questions, raise your hand. Gabe will come over and give you the microphone. Oh, there's a question right up front. Where did your nerd seed start? Oh, she wants to know where our nerd seed started. That's a pretty good one. That question turned back on so, us. And you like, and you like, he go, Mikey goes, you go first. <laughs> you go first. I go first. Okay. Nerd seed for me started um, probably with books. That was like something my parents always did. It said, like, I got into video games and stuff like that eventually, but my parents were always like, hey, if you want to read something, we'll buy you the book because, you know, reading makes you smart. But I sort of conned the system, and I was like, okay, buy me this fantasy book, buy me this sci-fi book, buy me this manga, buy me this comic book. It still counts as reading. So I go way back with Marvel and all that, and then eventually it was video games and getting into Buffy the Vampire Slayer and horror movies and animation in general and going from there. Mm -hmm. For me, it all started in 1980. <laughs> yes, I'm old with this movie called Empire Strikes Back. And my dad took me to go see this cool movie. I remember we ate Chinese food. I don't have any other memories from around that age, but I remember going to eat Chinese food. I remember my dad telling me the Chinese food tasted like it had coffee grounds in it, so I guess it was bad Chinese food. <laughs> and then we went and saw this movie called Empire Strikes Back, and my head exploded. And then I found out that there's this cable channel called HBO that was showing the movie that came before it, and I watched it a billion times that summer. So Star Wars w was the thing that made me nerdy. Mm -hmm. There you go. Do you remember what our first podcast episode was about? Star Wars. <laughs> mm -hmm. Star Wars movies, episode one. Yeah. Not just the movie episode one, but our episode one. Episode one was about Star Wars and why all of it's good. That's how we were going against the grain at the time, because there's a lot of haters. And we say it often on this podcast. Our fans know it. They're used to it. But Star Wars to us is like what, Mikey? It's like ice cream. It's like ice cream. Ice cream is always good, but there's some flavors not everyone likes. But it's ice cream, and ice cream's good. I mean, who doesn't want to go get some ice cream? Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> some of the movies might be a rum raisin to someone, but guess what? You're going to run into someone who likes rum raisin. So don't be mad at them for liking rum raisin. Just be like, awesome, more rum raisin for you. I'll have... Chocolate chip cookie dough. That's the one I like. What's your favorite? Favorite ice cream? Yeah. Uh, uh, pralines and cream. Oh. Because I'm a secret grandpa. That's you can't tell anybody. Secret. Do you have Werther's Originals? Yes. In your in pocket, my pocket right now? <laughs> I get to pinch your cheeks and give you one. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, pralines I and cream. Depends on what cheeks you're going to pinch, though. <laughs> All of them. Okay. All of them. No, but what's interesting is that you're making me realize that was sort of helped in the foundation of it because of your love of Star Wars, mm -hmm. that's where we came up with the positivity angle because that was like the most notorious fandom for being toxic. Yeah, especially then, 2018. Then, always. Yep. Man, now. It was the original Star Wars fans and then when the prequels came out, yeah. everybody was like, no, you're ruining the thing I love. They were toxic uh, back in 83, though, because I remember people hated the Ewoks so much that they gave up on George Lucas. Oh, yeah, those stupid teddy bears. Yeah. Ewoks are the best. Ewoks are the best. I loved them. I thought they were great, but I was nine-ish? Something <laughs> like that. I was a little kid. I was a little know. kid. 
when that one came out. But I, I still say Return of the Jedi, that's my chocolate chip cookie dough. That's my favorite one. I think that one's the best. <laughs> it's got the funniest lines in it. Just fly casual. Come on. There you go. It's great. And Han Solo will be in your favorite. Han Solo's the best. <laughs> no, Chewbacca's the best. Yeah, well, Chewbacca says this is his buddy. It's his best friend. And then my, my favorite argument is the secret hero of Star Wars is R2-D2. R2-D2. He's the secret hero <laughs> of Star Wars. Indeed. Oh, there's another question over here. So, since y'all have been nerds for a, week, for a longer time, how have you guys seen, like, do you guys have any comments or anything you're really interested in about, like, how nerd culture has been evolving and changing and being more popularized versus, like, back when we were kids and versus back when you guys were kids? Hmm. People weren't really nerds back then, and now it kind of snowballing into what it is now, where it's pop culture, and everybody's a nerd, everybody's being honest and coming out about being, well, loving Star Wars or anime or TV or YouTube or something like that. Oh, that's easy, and this applies a little bit more to Kevin because that was one of the angles as far as our podcast is uh, our brand identity is that because he's old. Yeah, this applies more to Kevin because he's older than he's me. old. No, you're Gen X, which is the cool way to say it. I'm Gen X. I'm Millennial, which is used to be the cool way to say it, but now that's changed. No, but it is the coolest thing, and this is positivity all day. Is that it's now cooler and cooler to be into nerdy things, and not only that. You can find, especially with the internet and being online and all these different groups, all these different conventions, if there's something you like, it's super easy to find the group of other people that are into it. And then once you guys have that thing in common, like we got along, we were coworkers, and then we got along just because it was like, oh, you like Star Wars. Oh, I like comic books. Oh, we like, we have these things in common. That, it's called Nerd Dar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 could, I could tell. But it, people are putting that out there more. We're putting it out there. People here are dressed up in yeah. their costumes yeah. and looking great, and they're putting that out there. And you can see it in the hallway. Somebody walk by and be like, oh, you're that character from the anime I love. And it's an instant connection. So for that, seeing that grow and seeing how easy it is and how accepted it is is just awesome. So I, I think it's much better now than it used to be, yeah. if only for simplicity. Yeah, I have a story time. You're right. I have a story <laughs> about this. Because I got into Dungeons and Dragons late 80s, early 90s. It was not acceptable to anyone, really. The whole Stranger Things, Satanic Panic thing, that's for real. And so I was kind of that kind of nerd. I'd go to Ren Fairs. Uh, we'd dress up to go to Ren Fairs. The only people who did that were the people who worked at the Ren Fairs back then. People would think we worked there. I, <laughs> I went to conventions, like uh, gaming conventions. There weren't any girls there who weren't hired to be there. And when someone showed up with like a wife, everyone was like, how did you do that? I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was crazy. You're here with a little, little lady. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So one of the best things to me is the inclusion because it was just a bunch of like, doughy white dudes who lived in their parents' basements was real, for real. Those were my friends, though. No offense. I love them to death. But as time has gone on, just the inclusion has been so... It's been wonderful. I think it's great because, you know, there's people who would be afraid to... There was all... I would hear it from... There was all these, like, my age females who, you know, had to hide the fact that they were nerdy about stuff because they were supposed to, I don't know not be that way, I guess. It was very, the times were very pro-jock and stuff like that. But then I think the internet and technology and stuff 
and suddenly nerdy guys started getting really wealthy. So <laughs> I, think that, I think that helped a lot. And I've also noticed too, and we talk about this on the podcast a lot, is the media we consume has gotten a lot better because the nerds have oh, gotten sure. into making the media now. In the 80s and stuff, the superhero movies stunk in the 70s and 80s, and that's because it was just some cigar-chomping executive who was like, man, what do the kids like? Do they, do they, they like that Spider-Man? Oh, okay, well, make, make a thing with Spider-Man. And then they'd get the script, and they pro the, I bet you the first script was probably by some writer who liked Spider-Man, and they'd look at it and be like, man, what is this junk? Oh, make it more like this, and you get these bad movies. Even like the old Superman movies from the 80s were as good as it got, and those aren't even really that great. Oh, um, sacrilege. So they're not that great. Uh, they they're aren't. good, though. They're good. Um, uh, and so the Renaissance started like in the 90s, though. I remember like Star Trek The Next Generation. Yep. That was, you started hearing like normal people talk about normal people. I call them the normies. You know the normies. None of them are here at this convention right now. But you'd hear people talk about that because they really knocked it out of the park with that one by getting like Patrick Stewart and just really good actors. So then that kind of like people were like, oh, and they started looking at the old one and the old one has its charms too. So, yeah. I, I would say something that also maybe doesn't get the credit. I mean, it's huge. People love it. But Harry Potter for making right. like nerddom accessible right. and like okay because right. everybody fell in love with these books and these books are about magic and wizards. Yeah. And then right. they made movies about them and it was okay to go to the movies, all eight of them, based yep. off seven books that they yep. crafted lovingly mm -hmm. and made sure they got right because there were so many people that were fans of it. They were like, don't right. screw it up. Well, and that's the thing because those were the people there. You know, when the Lord of the Rings movies were made, you had a guy who made those movies who was obsessed with it. Yep. And you got Academy Awards and all that stuff out of that. So that's the thing. I'm, that, that generation, there's this generation of old Gen Xers <laughs> who kind of like started making all this stuff. And then we had this renaissance. So we got all this awesome stuff now, which is super awesome. Even for anime, because like we, yeah. can, we can talk about the old school, but like now you have Crunchyroll. You can go, somebody says, hey, you should check out the series. You can go find it and be like, okay, I'll binge it right now and watch it this weekend. In the, in the olden times, it oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me see if I can find a video shop that can buy the import and right, get it in and right. pay maybe 60 bucks for one VHS. Yeah, the only reason I know about anime is I worked at Toys R Us in the 90s. Remember Toys R Us? That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, and I worked with a guy who was a very strange fellow, but I liked him because my nerd daughter went off, and he had a huge anime collection in the 90s. These were imported VHS tapes that he put in special boxes to keep them nice. And he would let me borrow them. And most of them had like horrible dubs. They were really bad. If you talk to some of the guys like John and all the guys who know about voice acting when it first started and they were just kind of banging it through, they'll admit that that time was not a good time. That's where the sub versus dub debate comes from. Yes. Is, is the 90s because it wasn't good. And then even the subtitles weren't translated right sometimes, too. But you get what you got. And I was watching stuff like Bubblegum Crisis, which no one knows anything about, and uh, <laughs> Dominion Tank Police. So yeah, okay, we got some, some old-school anime people in here. Yeah. There you uh, go. So th that's the stuff that I, I saw. And it's kind of funny, too, because that's... You know, I'm glad there's someone in the audience, because a, a lot of times I bring this up with these young kids, and they're like, huh? What are you talking about? I try to keep up. There's just so much stuff now 
I got my 16-year-old kids here who are into anime, and they help me keep up with seeing stuff. The good ones, they call the good ones. So I've seen some of the newer stuff, and, but it's all good. And that's some of the fun part about the podcast is because they're making, regardless of whatever nerd sphere you're talking about, they keep making new stuff. Now that it's awesome and acceptable, there's more and more stuff to consume, and it's easy to keep up with stuff and find new stuff. Yeah, and that's the kind of the... So if you're going to get into podcasting, one of the things is like you kind of have to have a theme, and our theme is kind of broad. There's a lot of people who just do Star Wars podcasts, and I could definitely just do a Star Wars podcast. I have so much of that in my brain, <laughs> but... I'd get tired of doing that. And there's a lot of people that do that really successful. You can be really successful focusing on one thing, but you know, we like to do it the hard way. We just talk about all the different stuff, Marvel movies, animes, video games, all kinds of things. We just like to have fun and just talk about what we like to talk about. So it's kind of all over the place, but there's a lot of people who like that too, because we all have different takes on things and just focus on what we like. And there are people who like that too. So. That's kind of a way you can go as well. That's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a question up front. I was going to ask, why do you think anime is so popular in America, despite it being from Japan? And there's like all different kinds of TV shows from all different parts of the world, but specifically anime from Japan. Why is it so popular in America when it's from a different country? Like, why does it appeal to us when it's in a different language and all this stuff? Oh, you want my opinion, our opinion, on why anime is so popular in the U.S. Yep. Do you know if it's popular in other countries? I don't even know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Personally, I think that it is that it's a back and forth influence. Because the U.S. is actually the one who influenced Japan to do animation. They really loved all that Disney stuff and things like that. So, you know, this country has along with Disney and then with all the Hanna-Barbera stuff and the stuff that was on TV and the Warner Brothers stuff and Bugs Bunny, Animation is kind of in the DNA of America, I think. So probably, I think, is that we're kind of primed for like an animation stuff. I mean, think of how well Pixar things do and all that stuff. That all, that all does really well. And what I think it is is that people like animation, and animation at some point kind of shifted over to being like, hey, this is for kids in this country, and I'm not sure why, because some of those old animation things weren't. I mean, if you look at some of the real old Disney stuff, some of it's dark. I remember, I remember um, trying to show my kids the Black Cauldron, and it got too scary for them. Uh, so that's kind of one of those things. That, that's in our DNA, and I think that there are adults and older teens who want to see stories animated with more older or adult themes, and Japan's the only one doing that really right now. So... I think that's coming across. What do you think? Oh, I'm with it. I do have to say, I, I know that for a fact that Dragon Ball Z is huge in like South America and like Brazil and stuff. And part of that is because of like syndication and then it's just on. Like, there's a lot of people that love Dragon Ball Z because that's what they grew up watching. That's one of the first ones that was just always on and you could always catch up. And it really didn't matter where you dove into the story because you could pick it up and you'd get a recap every episode that would take up a whole bunch of the episode. But that's a different discussion about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. But. Part of the reason I like it that I think adds to its longevity is that cartoons in America are made to sell toys. They're made to sell other property. It's like, He-Man's cool, but he has eight different villains because they made eight different villain figures and they need to sell them. Uh, with anime, it's less about that and more about, like, we have this story to tell. We have these 
creatures or personalities to talk about that you don't see very often or it's representation. And then along with that, that's where the cultural, that's where you can get in on it because these are timeless stories, good guys versus bad guys, black magic versus light magic, superpowers and underdogs and gray characters, you know, that not necessarily Japanese specific, not necessarily American specific. It's just sort of abstract stories that you can relate to if you find the one that you like. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> Any other? Oh, we got another question over there. To your left? Left? Yeah. Your left. My right. Going back to the, the podcast itself, uh, y'all mentioned that were graphic designers earlier. What made y'all decide, like, hey, let's, let's start a podcast? You know, like, what led up to that? So we both listen to podcasts. That's one of the things that kind of got us talking. That is right? part of our nerd seed, yeah. Yeah. What was it? What was the first podcast we we shared? That Probably was, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Yeah. It was one of those things where it was like, I can't remember if I saw it on his phone or whatever, but there, it, somehow it came. I was like, oh, I listen to that show too. Oh, what other podcasts you listen to? And then we started sharing podcasts. And we started hanging out, we started role-playing together, and we'd go out to lunch, and when we'd sit there and talk at lunch, and just when we're just hanging out, you know, we'd get into these debates and we'd talk about this stuff, and it was like, hmm, this sounds like a podcast we would like to listen to. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if anyone else would like to listen to it. And then we really, at the time, and he doesn't do it anymore, but at the time, the Nerdist podcast was really popular oh, that's right. with Chris that's Hardwick, and he always encouraged people, he's like, hey, Make a thing. If you want to do something, make it. Just make your thing. And we're like, oh, hey, yeah, we could, let's make our thing. And what's funny is, is that we kind of like, he stopped, he got like, he started getting really famous and hosting game shows and doing all this stuff. <laughs> um, but we were kind of modeling ourselves after what he was doing. And then like once he left and kind of went off, we're like, oh, there's kind of a hole and maybe we can somehow go in that direction and fill up the hole you know, and like hosting panels and doing stuff like that. And we have done some of that. We've hosted Q&As with other voice actors and stuff like he does. So that's kind of where it came from in that form. And then a little bit of we're two goofy guys. There's a little bit of like good mythical morning vibes going on, but we don't really want to eat stuff that harms us. So <laughs> we're not kind of going down that road. Uh, <laughs> I could eat a squid eyeball or a weird <laughs> breakfast sandwich. I don't know. I'm not totally beyond it. Okay, well... Maybe that'll be the sponsorship tier. If you pay so much money to us, we'll, I'll eat random stuff. I have tummy problems. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically to the graphic design point of that as well, this is more of like the advice on like if you're thinking about doing something like this, not only what he said of like make a thing just because you want to make it, the podcast like getting in front of a microphone and putting it up and posting it, that was sort of out of our wheelhouse. But we're graphic designers, we're creative in general. So we have a strength there that we were able to use like the branding for this was like one of the first things done because we were like, we know how to make a logo, we know how to pick colors, you know, we know how to put shirts together. So that was all easy and that sort of made it at least official to us because we were able to make something and say, this is an idea that's forming. And then having that basis, we were able to like figure out the next steps for the things we didn't really know how to do yet. And then it's still a learning process to this day, but that's half the fun too, is like leveling up like in a video game. It's like, okay, we have this skill now. What can we use? What, what mm -hmm. item can we unlock now that we've you know, got the perks for it? Yeah, and there is, the, there is the just do it thing, that taking chances and stuff and seeing like, 
our producer, not Scott, the reason why he's our producer, he wasn't our producer at first. He was just our buddy Scott who came to Acom with us. And he's literally the one who was like, these guys are taking too long to let us know if we can get interviews. I'm just going to ambush Evil Ted after his panel and chat him up. And Evil Ted was just like, oh, yeah, totally. I'll totally be on your podcast. Come over to my booth and with your recording equipment. Is it mobile? And we're like, okay, yeah, we can make it mobile. And we went over there and did it. And we're like, dude, you're our producer now because you just. <laughs> and because he was, I was like, you can't do that. You have to ask permission. And he's like, I'll ask forgiveness. <laughs> And it, it turned out fine because they didn't care. They're like, they're like, well, was Ted okay with it? And we're like, yes. And they're like, oh, okay, because that's all they care about. They just care if the guest is going to get upset. Like, why are these people bothering me? So there you go. And we're nice guys. We don't bother people. Yeah, we don't bother people. Okay. Speaking of your shirts, they are yeah. fabulous. Thank you. Um, but they also remind me of Hufflepuff colors. So my question for you is, what Harry Potter house are y'all? You first this time. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Wait, is my book here? I'm a Hufflepuff. It's Hufflepuff colors. Yeah. And I think Hufflepuff gets the nerdy rap as far as Harry Potter houses go. Because it kind of breaks take, down. Did you ever take the test online? I did. Did you take the long one or the short one? Because the long one is the only one. The, there's one like actually on Pottermore, I think. Yeah, that's to get in. The Pottermore is like 100 questions or whatever. Yeah, that right? one. No, I only ever did like the nah. Facebook, like nope. the ones Those, you can kind of game. Nope. You, yeah. you, you got to do the long one. The long one's hard because you can't tell which way it's going. Those like Facebook ones, you can tell what you can tell. You're like, this is a Gryffindor answer. This is the Slytherin answer. That's why I like it because I know, <laughs> I know what. Well, that's what the Sorting Hat does anyway. It knows your true intention. You can be like Gryffindor, please. It'll be like, all right. Okay. I don't want to be in Gryffindor. That's the jocks. Boo. Yeah. They're gonna beat me up. Yeah. They're gonna shoot wand stuff at me. So do you think you're totally a Hufflepuff? I, if I'm not a Hufflepuff, I'm a Ravenclaw because uh, that seems like the introvert house. Like learn cool spells, make some cool alchemy. I always thought I always took Ravenclaws to be like the engineering nerds. I like making stuff. I like uh, okay. circuits and gears maybe, and gadgets. Maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Hufflepuff had the hot vampire and Batman in it, so there you go. Yeah. Hufflepuff for the win. Cedric, my boy. We have, we have a question back there. I don't think the cord's going to go all the way back there. You might have to come up. Meet him halfway. Yeah, meet him halfway. As someone who has dabbled a little bit on podcasting, I did several episodes, and then I quit. And then I started doing radio station, and um, I ended up learning how to you know, do voice, how to enunciate words, things like that. So I was wondering how... If I'm going to start over again with another podcast, do you have any tips on how to prepare better when it comes to speaking? And based off of your experience, I've, I noticed your episodes have been up to 229, so you've got a lot of experience as well. So what, what would be your tip? Oh, for speaking? Yeah. <laughs> I just talk in the microphone. I, I, I really don't do anything special. Do you? No, we have gotten better. And it we is more yeah. about the more time you put into being in front of the microphone, the easier it's going to get yeah. just by the fact of doing it. Yeah. There is also the secret in that all of our podcasts get edited. Oh, and the first couple of podcasts, I had to spend way more time editing it because we would say like and um and uh, and there'd be dead space and we'd flub and go, Hugglepuff. Instead of just being like, Hufflepuff. So editing, like... If, if it sounds bad to you, you can cover it up, and then you learn how to make it so you can't really tell. 
you know, I had to learn that as a process as well because some of the stuff I edited when we were first starting out, I didn't know how to do. And so I had to go get to Google and be like, how do I edit this so it seems seamless? And you figure it out and it gets a little bit better. But then even that, my editing has gone down just because we've been doing it. And it's repetition, just like exercising or practicing a sport or Mm. an instrument. It's just the comfort comes with doing it over and over in repetition. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, and I encourage you to keep doing a podcast. The best thing I can give anyone a tip if you are doing a podcast, whether you think you sound good or not or edited or don't, is you have to put it out consistently at like the same time. So ours come come out on Thursday morning around 11-ish or so, 11-ish noon, Mm -hmm. um, our time. And every Thursday, we drop one every Thursday no matter what. And if something happens where we can't do it, we'll do uh, an old one. We're actually, if you listen to our podcast right now, we're in an old series from old. It's old. Mm -hmm. It's like one of our first series we ever did. If you want to hear a difference, listen to that now and then listen to stuff later. I mean, you can tell the difference. But that even if you, and if you can't do it every week, then say, I'm a podcast that does it every other week. If you can't do it every other week, say, I'm a monthly podcast. But whatever you decide on, you just have to put it out at that consistency because then that's what your fans get used to and that's what they'll notice because if we've even had like something where we had technical difficulty and it went up late and we'll get it, an email or a DM and they're like, where's the show? And we're <laughs> like, oh. You know, when we look into it and then find out that Podomatic did something funny. That, but the you people know. depend on us. Yeah. We have to deliver. The people depend on us. But and yes, it has definitely gotten easier with repetition. That's for sure. And we sort of, we made the bed easy for us to lay in because it's what we want to talk about. It's what we're yeah. passionate about. And so it's not like work, you know, like if we had done purely Star Wars, we probably could have done that. But at a certain point, you're like, I think I've said all my opinions about Star Wars. And now it's kind of a chore to figure right. out what to talk about next. As long as it's reflective of you and what you're making, there really right. are no rules. So Yeah, and we can pivot and we just talk about whatever, like... After this, we're, we're going to release some, uh, we're going to be releasing this episode and then our um, Nerd Talk Radio episode. We have Nerd Talk Radio at 8. That needs audience participation, too. That one's way more crazy than this one. And that's in a big room, so come to that, too, at 8 o'clock <laughs> in panel room 1. So after this comes out, then we're going to, we talked about Prey, the movie Prey. Um, Which was awesome. And that was just the thing that, you know, if we're talking about Star Wars, we wouldn't have been able to talk about that. But it was just a thing that came out on Netflix, and it's like, what the heck is this? This is like a reboot thing for Predator, and we watched it, and we're like, this is awesome. Let's talk about it, because we think it's awesome, because we want to talk about awesome things. And then we do a, we like to do a thing called Reassumption Reboodle, where we'll go back to an old movie that has a reboot of it, and we'll do it. So we're like, okay, now that we saw Prey, let's go watch the original Predator and review that. <laughs> and then we'll do two, and then we'll do Predators. And then guess what? We just have like like it's four weeks of content right there. Boom, bang, done. Easy and peasy. Not, and if it's not nerdy to talk about the Predator franchise, I I, I don't think I could have my nerd card anymore. I know, right? I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's popular enough to have memes on it, so I know must be paying so attention. many memes. If, if it's got a meme, come on. Of course, we don't talk about The Office. Nope. That has lots of memes. That could be one of our hot takes. We don't watch The Office. Are we missing out, or are we better off? That's for regular people. Oh. Yeah. It is. The op- regular, there's too many regular people like The Office. Are you calling Office fans normies? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Yeah, there's a lot of normie going on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of good jokes in that show, though. There are good jokes in that show. But 
Yes, up front. How long? I guess we only got, I think we got like five more minutes. I think we actually are only supposed to do 45 minutes, but hey, whatever. I don't see a guy in a red shirt over there like waving at us yet. We haven't gotten the light. We're okay. So um, if your fandom keeps getting bigger, what should we call ourselves? Or should we be the assumers? Should we be the positioners? What, what do you want us oh, to Oh, you be? want do you fan want name. a fan name. I don't think we're allowed to make a name for our fans. Did Taylor Swift make the Swifties or did they just call themselves that? Why did I use Taylor Swift as a reference for a fan name? It's okay. Just shake it up. I know. Shake it up. <laughs> shake it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's because I have the musical taste of a teenage girl. That's why. What if there's a secret PR conspiracy where somebody did suggest Swifties, but it was like part of her team, but they went on Facebook and like, wouldn't it be cool if we were the Swifties? She's too real for that, Mikey. I don't, I don't know. She has an empire. I don't put it past her. She has an empire. The Taylor Swift dum dun 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 dun. But assuming positions fans. Thumbs uppers. Thump thump thumpers. Thump, I don't know. <laughs> Assumers. Ass- that could work. Ass- That's based on the name. Assumers? Mm-hmm. Assumpters. <laughs> Assumpters. Assump That sounds proper in English. Assumptions. <laughs> Ape- apes. apes. They're apes. <laughs> yeah. Our fans are apes. Lovingly, we call them apes. <laughs> <laughs> No further questions? <laughs> oh, there's one more question. I don't know if anybody else here in the room is a huge predator of like xenomorphs and predators, but y'all mentioned it earlier. What are y'all's thoughts from like the newest Prey movie compared to the first Predator movie? So you can listen to our podcast where we talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. No. Spoiler alert. We are gonna, it's an upcoming podcast, but yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For be, like, there is the nerd argument that as a franchise goes on and gets older, it sort of runs out of steam or runs out of ideas and at a certain point becomes a cash grab. I don't think that's the case with this one. They, it, it's made like the nerds we were talking about, they're all grown up and they're in charge of movies now and they're making stuff that they actually love and have a care for and they're treating it respectfully and, and you, doing something new with it because for being a Predator movie, it really wasn't that, like, it wasn't a repeat of anything we'd seen before. And if you watch it dubbed, you can watch it dubbed in the original, in their language. In Lakota? Is that the language? Yeah. But yeah. subbed overdubbed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, one more question. So I don't know how familiar you are, I'm guessing probably very, with uh, like Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what your thoughts on, on the new live as well, the new live action they're doing. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Oh, it hasn't come out yet? Yep. So yeah, we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, a fabulous cartoon series that was on Nickelodeon for the mm-hmm. longest time. Um, and then they did a movie that some people said, that movie doesn't exist, because apparently yeah. it shouldn't exist. And the nerds are like, no, has nothing to do with that. It was just something they slapped the name on. But the positivity is that it did look really good, but as far as being respectful and paying homage to the series as it was, didn't do that great of a job. But this is, this is something we're fans of. We like the adaptation, as, but uh, the same argument applies in that because the creator from the series, the cartoon, the anime, is coming back and it has a part in the live action, that makes me more hopeful for it. The people they're casting look great. I love the story, so was, I don't mind hearing about the story again, you know? So thumbs up so far on the way they're setting it up. But here's my avatar question for you. Yes. You get to bend an element, air, fire, water. Which one do you bend? 
It's always fire. Always fire? Yeah. You're, you're part of the fire nation when they attacked? Fire. Fire is powerful. Fair enough. And Beavis likes it. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> I always knew you were a pyromaniac. Uh, yeah. No, I'm bending air all the way. I'm taking people's breath. All right. And then flying. So it looks like we got the red light. Red light. That's it. Red light, green light. Oh, don't um, say that. We have to talk about Squid Game then. Yeah. <laughs> we want to thank you guys uh, for being here for the podcast. Let's hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We want to thank Anime Dallas for having us out, Absolutely. for sure. Um, we want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. We want to thank Not Scott Productions for our equipment. We want to thank Jazzar for doing our music. We want to thank you guys all for being here. Yes. Make sure you come down to Nerd Talk Radio at 8. That's in a way bigger room, and that thing gets way crazier, and we get angry at each other and wrestle. We can have more fights about Avatar and Predator yeah. and Harry Potter. And all that kind of stuff. <laughs> there you go. So thanks so much for listening. Make sure you check us out at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we hope you guys have a good rest of the con. That's it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>